Good morning. It is Monday, September 26, 2022, and this is DC Signal to Noise. Since we last talked, harvest in the middle of the country had its most active week. House Republicans want to know more about USDA spending plans. U.S. equities reflected increasing concerns about recession here in the U.S. and around the globe. The Yankees' Aaron Judge sits on 60 home runs with just three games left. And NASA this morning launched a double asteroid redirection test, or DART. It's going to slam a spacecraft into an asteroid to see if they can change the direction of the asteroid. And, you know, Jim, we talk about unintended consequences of a government action all the time. There had better not be any unintended consequences of this little <laughs> DART test. No, you think? Uh, we? I got pretty good faith in our NASA people still. Uh, but you know, the reason they're doing this is if we did have one in the yep. future, it could take out about half the continent. So yeah. I think it's a test worth taking. Yeah. Well, it also makes me wonder if they're taking the test, if they haven't already identified the asteroid that <laughs> they probably, that could. is, that is taking aim at the, at the earth. I, I'm not ruling knows? anything out now. That's exactly right. Good morning, Jim. That's pro farmer policy analyst, Jim Wiesmeyer. I am AgriTalk host Chip Flory. Glad that you are with us. I do want to update you. I think you said only three games left. I think there's nine games left. What? Uh, seriously? Nine. Yeah. Oh. I think. Well, I it's think. not nearly as. See, that shows you how much this Cubs fan is, is paying attention <laughs> this late in the season. Not much at all. Not much at all. All right. Good morning to you all. Uh, we're going to get to... Uh, okay, well, Melody's coming with a question right off the bat that I think I can that I can answer right away because the question is, what is the difference in how USDA and Pro Farmer calculate their projections? Huge differences, huge differences. Number one, USDA does a survey of, geez, 45, 55,000 farmers for every uh, uh, crop production report. It may even be more than that, but that I think is is uh, something like the responses that they get. So that right there is a huge difference. The other thing is is they've got a very uh, random driven process in selecting their objective yield plots. We have a random process as well, uh, but the difference is they go back to that same spot in. September, October, November, if the crop is still standing. And then once the crop is harvested, they'll go back and get down on their hands and knees and find how much corn, how many soybeans are left in the field in that plot area. So in other words, they measure the biological yield while it is standing, take the harvest lost off of it to give you the actual harvest yield. Pro farmers way of doing it is down the road every 15 to 20 miles. We stop, we pull without getting into too much detail. We pull about 1700 corn samples, 1700 soybean samples. And then we've got two different yield calculations that use the same data sets. One accounts for the size of the kernel around the, er, the size of the kernel based on the number of rows around the ear, which is always too low. And the other one does not make that adjustment, which is normally too high. You take the average of the two, and it usually gets us pretty doggone close to what uh, the average is. So 
Yeah, good question, Melody. That's a way to get my engine up and running right away <laughs> on a Monday morning. Get that question out of the way. We will, we we will uh, uh, take on some of these other questions as we go. But yeah, first... and I'll add a cotton thing. I got another cotton okay. industry analyst that I talked with over the weekend, Chip, and it's in my updates on ProFarmer.com. But long answer short, that when you look at the uh, failed acreage and the certified data through the 578s, it appears NAS is too high on harvested acres by about 500,000 acres. So yeah. we're going to see. It's something to watch. Okay. Uh, we're going to go to this question from Carl right away too, Jim, because this is one of my favorite subjects again. Uh, the question on environmental, social, and governance, ESG. Does the Security Exchange Commission's plan to require corporations to report an ESG score have any legs? If this were imposed, farmers doing business with publicly traded companies would have to quantify and report things like greenhouse gas emissions, everything from bovine flatulence to carbon release through silage. And, and excuse me, through tillage. Yeah, absolutely it would. I don't know if it's got any legs. And boy, when you take a look at what the NPPC, the National Cattlemen's Beef Association, the U.S. Cattlemen's Association, National Corn Growers, American Soybean Growers, they are all uh, taking up efforts to prevent this from happening. And uh, House uh, leadership, especially yeah. if they get back into power after November 8th elections, is telling corporations uh, – be careful how close you go on this one, Chip. So it's a concern, but uh, I think the legs are being knocked out from under it. Right, right. All right. Uh, Gary's got an update on one. I don't know if we can check this or not real quick, Jim, but uh, an issue that we've been talking about, continue to monitor. Uh, he says, a couple of updates. First, rail union aerospace voted no. Mm. We'll have to check I'll have that to out. check on that. Yeah, because you, you we're going to go into uh, October before we see the final results, right. and I'd have to see whether or not they can go back and and and, and you know and vote it again, Gary. But we'll, you know, we'll check on it. Right. And trade trade and movement is opening up between Canada and the U.S., and it looks like the border restrictions are coming off. Well, you're seeing uh, that around Canada. the world now. Japan is sure. is trying to get more tourists, uh, uh, et cetera. So, yes, I, I think that's a good sign. Right, right. All <laughs> right, Gary, we'll get into uh, the school lunch cost because that is on the topic for today. Wow, Jim, I don't know if we've ever launched – into a signal to noise quite like that before or not but here we go let's take a look at some of the things that happened last week this is one that i think is flying under the radar a little bit but i think is very important and that is chinese soybean meal prices are trading at a record high right now and it's because they're running out of beans they're trying to say that that the crush margins were lost because there wasn't as much demand coming from the from the livestock markets. If there isn't any demand from the livestock markets, how are we trading meal at record highs? Of course there is demand from livestock. The problem is they haven't wanted to pay the high prices and lock in those prices 
for too long of a period of time, and now they're starting to pay the consequences. Absolutely, Chip. You're yep. spot on. And also, remember, Bloomberg had that report late last week, I think Friday, that uh, they purchased a, a, a lot of Argentine soybeans so much in just a few weeks that they did yeah. it, it, the entire tons. prior year. So, and they're they're getting out uh, out of their strategic. Uh, uh, pork stocks too. So all indications are um, that they're they're going to be a big purchaser of pork, uh, beef in the months ahead, and also yeah, yeah, you know soybeans. Right. Yeah. As long as it, unless they keep shutting the country down with uh, their COVID. That is true. Restrictions. Yeah, that would yeah. be the only governor I think on them. Exactly. And that's why some people are thinking that the COVID restrictions and the COVID shutdowns are their way of limiting food use in some of these regions. That's mm. a scary, scary situation. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to l- let this one get away from us either because EPA withdrew the interim decision on glyphosate, uh, which is, of course, the active ingredient in Roundup. We can use it. We're going to be able to continue to use it, and they're not going to uh, complete the registration review now until 2026. Four more years, yeah. yeah. Chip, I got emails and telephone calls Friday from some very smart people saying, what does this mean? <laughs> because yeah. you know the gobbledygook from the government and EPA. Bottom line, you said it. You can still use glyphosate. Yeah. Yeah. Catalog feed report was out uh, on Friday. Basically, I don't think it's going to have a whole lot of impact on price action today. But USDA says it is going to basically implement part of the Cattle Market Price Discovery and Transparency Act by mandating the cattle contract reporting, Jim. Yes, and they put a notice out to the uh, ag sector late last uh, week, and it didn't take very long to NAMI, the North American uh, 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 Meat Association, uh, to uh, fire back at them. Now, USDA says they have the authority through the livestock, uh, mandatory livestock price reporting. But as I said on AgriTalk, I think this is going to end up in in court. But this, this bridges us in, Chip, to the House Ag Committee Republicans fired off a letter late last week to USDA Secretary Tom Vilsack right. saying, wait a minute, look at all these executive uh, fiats uh, from yeah. the White House and USDA. So, you know, they want some answers. Okay, so that's the bottom line on this, um, on the contract library. I think it's a good thing. I just want it to happen the right way. Some of the climate smart farming practices that that are proposed and being supported through the uh, CCC funds. I think they're good things. Um, I just don't know if they're being supported and funded the right way. It It's almost like they've just decided, hey, these are good ideas. Doesn't matter what Congress, if, if Congress isn't going to move on it, we're going to do it ourselves. Yeah. They, they, they've seen the mandates are the quickest road to get yeah. where they want to go. Transparency is usually always the better approach. You're right, Jeff, but it's how you get there. Yeah. Uh, food prices. Let's talk about that real quick here, Jim. USDA raised the outlook for all food prices and grocery stores, grocery store prices in 2022. Food price inflation now forecast to rise 9% to 10% and food at home 
up 10.5 to 11.5%. That's the most since 1979 and 74, respectively. Food away from home prices still forecast to rise 6.5 to 7.5%. Well, that's because we've already seen a lot of the increase there. This is something that is real for for a majority of U.S. families, Jim. How are we going to pay for that next meal? It's the grocery prices. And if the major media were doing their job, which they aren't in in a major way, Chip, the Sunday news program should have had uh, Secretary Vilsack on relative to the food price situation and the top economist, by the way. Uh, Again, I hate to fault USDA, but they have been way behind the curve on these food price forecasts. I mean, they continue to increase. Do they not shop at supermarkets? You know, know, they ought to be able to project rather than follow the trend. But uh, uh, the White House, let's bridge the White House, has a, basically a food security uh, confab, the first time since the Nixon administration at the White House. Now, there were some major policy moves following the Nixon event. Uh, and uh, there are going to be some pushes. They're going to use stamps. this. Yep. Food stamp, uh, additional food stamps. Yes, yeah. Yes, uh, uh, big time increases and, and other things. And they wound up being good type programs, spending a lot of money, however. Uh, so watch in the months following this confab. Uh, Biden's going to speak at it. Vilsack's going to speak at it. Uh, this thing will be used as a platform for food policy initiatives. Uh, Gary hit us with uh, uh, the school lunch or school uh, nutrition programs, school lunch costs. Breakfast is a dollar sixty. Lunch is three dollars, and milk is forty five cents. I, I mean, I remember when it was thirty. I, I think the lunch was thirty five cents. I remember. <laughs> yeah, uh, and there was no breakfast. And boy, you could you could buy an extra, you know, little pint thing of or half pint thing of milk. We got chocolate milk all the time. Well, sure, of course. <laughs> um, thank you, Gary. And by the way, if anyone else would like to participate, look for the comments tab on your screen and click on that. And as you can see, we will try to get to the your questions or your comments include and include it in the conversation here. Uh, Jim, just before we went on, you mentioned that there was a sustainable aviation fuel roadmap. That was talked about on Friday. What was that? Released Friday. And it is an interesting report, Chip. We know their goals uh, into 2030 and, and, and the future 2050. But this is the roadmap. And I do like transparency on this one, Chip, of where what agencies have to do what in order to get there. So link to the report. We have a link on profarmer.com to the report. Uh, but this shows you at least they have a glide path to uh, perhaps get to where they want to be, Chip, in in the in the future. And you know, you've quoted Vilsack, uh, you know, periodically as saying he wants an aggressive use for this for the next yeah. few years. And of course, it has an ag impact because of the uh, uh, oil seed uh, oil seed plantings. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and ethanol. Yeah. You can use ethanol for this, but that's uh, right. And we're but. And we are finding out uh, some some latest technology that I just started to read about over the weekend. They're making it out of CO2. Yes. 
that, that's the innovation of America yeah. that I love. So yeah. once they see a potential money, uh, yeah. then you'll get the technology to follow. Yep. I don't know if we're going to get there on the batters or not, but that's a, that, that's a debate for another time. Yes. There's more and more people that are coming over to my side that it just ain't going to work. Uh, it'll work. Okay. Uh, one last thing from last week. Talk to me about the election results in Italy. We have the first so-called fascist since Mussolini. Yeah. And I mean, she's a character. Uh, she, some people call her, not that Trump is fascist, Trump with skirt. Uh, uh, I mean, she's pretty aggressive now. And she did win in her party. Uh, it's a major change. Now, the EU officials, even last week, knew what was coming, and they issued a warning to her that you cannot uh, go against the EU principles. So they're a little concerned which way that she'll go, but she's already created some uh, social issues, Chip, uh, relative to the uh, LGBT community and uh, uh, other aspects. Very controversial. Yeah. Okay. Uh, far uh, right. Far right. Far right. Far right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if you want to know how to ruin a Saturday, there's a couple of ways to do it. Number one, Big 12 refs in a Big 12 football game. That will ruin a Saturday. Uh, turnovers. Just disaster. Disaster turnovers. That will ruin your Saturday. A text from Jim Wiesmeyer saying, ignore these rumors of a coup in China. <laughs> <laughs> that, I, that even, will also ruin a Saturday. I had ruined mine because I had some big traders, okay, not big in size. I mean, important, and they've been around a while, saying, is there any truth to this? I said, where are you getting this stuff? And then I, I checked with one of the better China watchers, Jeff, Bill Bishop. And uh, he said it was from a, a service that doesn't have a track, a good track record at all. And uh, and we got his bottom line, and it was BS. 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 Yeah. That's all I needed. Yeah. That's what we call smart brevity. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. But uh, you know, you always got to check these out. But yeah. it's it's because G has Jim, not been seen for a few days. They're right. going into a big big important meeting in october chip this is not unusual we've seen the same thing no. with uh, in north korea the other comment from bill was uh maybe too much wishful thinking yes on the yes. part of some people absolutely so there is i, I mean nobody's gonna well i shouldn't say nobody would encourage a coup but if it starts to happen, who's going to slow it down? That's true. That is true. And so the protest, you can see we're paid, Chip, to connect dots all the time yep. as reporters and analysts. And look at the protest in Russia and in Iran and yeah. uh, probably protest in China relative to their lockdown. So yeah. there's this theme here. But, I mean, it's getting big in both Iran and Russia, where oh, yeah. uh, they've thrown at least 2,000 people in jail in Russia already, and that's probably a very un understated total. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, it looks... Let, let's stay on Russia, because it looks like the Kremlin is going to attempt to complete an annexation of four areas 
that Russian troops have occupied in Ukraine. And it, they may try to make it happen this week. Oh, yeah. They'll try. Uh, of course, it was by the gun, you know, at yeah. at gun. Will you sign this document? So, you know, what do you do? But a lot of Ukrainians aren't even in the areas, Chip. But it's a sham. Uh, most of the world is saying they they won't certify it, things like that. But it's it's uh, 101 in in Putin's playbook, Chip. Right. Right. OK. Uh, the U.S. dollar, Jim. In the overnight session, traded as high as one fourteen fifty three. I I don't know when that's uh, when we've been higher, but it it's it's going to go back to two thousand probably. Well, yeah, and there's a lack of coordination right now. But I'm telling you, uh, look what China is trying to do some things with the yuan or the remedy. Uh, as I said before, the British pound is, is being pounded because they don't like that the UK, uh, with their recent announcements to to uh, instill uh, their economy, has had to is having to borrow so much money. But you, it's currency is big play right now. And remember, when you were editor of Pro Farmer Chip, I believe it was on page two. You had a whole section on outside markets. Oh yeah, we're back to that time right yeah, now. Yeah, oh, absolutely, we're there. absolutely. That's yeah. right. Yeah, it it absolutely matters. Um, here comes Hurricane Ian getting ready to slam into the Gulf Coast, and don't look now, Mister Biden, but your gas prices are working their way back to the upside. Yes, and Hurricane Ian is part of the reason. That's part of it. Uh, 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 you've got Europe uh, starting with the cooler temperatures, Chip. Mm-hmm. So that's all it's sooner than expected. So yeah, we're going. Even though the the uh, uh, Brent, uh, the uh, international global uh, mark, and the WTI uh, for U.S. crude uh, was down again today, Chip. So, mm-hmm. but this thing could ch- change on a dime. Yeah, certainly can. And and you know the European situation is something that we're going to keep a very close eye on. Uh, energy markets actually WTI has has now turned higher. It's trading okay. about 50, 50 cents higher, but it's still just under eighty bucks. Yeah. So that that's a uh, that's a big difference. Okay, let's get to the week ahead. Wow, we got to keep moving here, dude. Uh, because number one thing on the priority list has got to be the continuing resolution, right? Yes, and through all the huffs and puffs, as I wrote, uh, it's the Democrats this time, uh, House Democrats, who don't like this permitting process that sometimes centrist Senator Joe Manchin is pushing, (laughs) okay? Uh, But I think they'll come to an agreement by the end of the week, Jeff. The curious one, let's say I'm correct. Okay, let's go on from there. What's going to be added to this? It doesn't look like much, uh, many uh, uh, um, disaster aid funding, maybe for New England, uh, maybe for Pakistan, you know, th- you know, you know, you know, situations like that. But that's going to be punted until December after the elections. Ag disaster funding is coming, just not in this continuing resolution. Aid for Ukraine will definitely be part of this, Jeff. Yeah, but Manchin's getting double crossed on this deal, isn't he? Well, he should have known. Uh, I think that's why I said he's uh, sometimes centrist. He was feeling the heat on, uh, you know, getting that the, the uh, so-called inflation 
uh, Reduction Act through. So he came up with this one, Chip. But uh, I think that they'll eventually find the Republican votes for the permitting okay. as well, because it, it takes 60 votes in the Senate. I think he'll, he'll find enough. He'll find enough. Okay. Well, I started hearing it this morning, actually over the weekend a little bit, some of the middle of the country lawmakers saying, you know, if the federal government shuts down, I don't think people in my state would even notice. We're going to hear, <laughs> we're going to hear that talk and we're yeah. going to hear it a lot this week. Trust me. Uh, they will notice. <laughs> they will notice. Yes. Yeah, we've been through this before yeah. and it costs money and the, the government workers are repaid for any loss. Thank do we not ever learn from mistakes anymore. You know, yeah. uh, other things this week, Chip, it looks like, Doug McCallop uh, has hit a snag. Okay. He, he's the uh, the proposal for chief ag negotiator at the USDR, Chip. It was supposed to be this week, but a Democratic senator has put a hold on this because he wants USDR to be more transparent in their negotiations on trade issues. So uh, we have that to uh, you know look at, Chip. Okay. Uh, what is in the... Uh, continuing resolution back to that if we can this fda user fee you 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 mentioned it i think just last week and what exactly is it well it's the it's so they can do some user fees that even republican enough republicans are going to go along with otherwise they're going to have to shut down a big portion of fda they need that funding chip so it's very important in the in the food safety uh, industry and it will be part of the uh, stopgap spending bill okay and there's going to be more money in the cr for ukraine for Ukraine, yeah, depend. It's anywhere from uh, just billions of dollars more. But you know, increasingly, that's where if the Republicans uh, get control of the House, I'm not quite sure it's going to be quote as easy to get that funding as we've seen. I know we we keep saying that it's a proxy war, Jim, and and I and I believe that. I I absolutely believe it. But if it is, let go win it. End this thing. Go yeah. win it right now. Yes. Right. I, uh, I I agree, and I'm not a warmonger, but you, you right. started but, here. No, you don't have to be a warmonger to say go win it. A warmonger is there before the whole thing starts. Yes. Okay, and they encourage it and get and and grease the skids to make the war happen. Uh, Let's just let's just end this thing. This is why uh, Biden is correct on this one, Chip. When he calls it Putin's war, yeah. not Russia's war. He, uh, I'll, yep, I'll go with that. He continues to miscalculate uh, on it, and it just it's getting to the serious time. And yes, he's 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 into a corner right now, and now he's uh, 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 got more more soldiers from his country, even though it's coming from. Uh, uh, certain uh, areas that is, uh, you know, raising questions uh, about right. who is who who is part of this three hundred thousand, you know, buildup. But he keeps, uh, you know, miscalculating, and that's he's, always a concern, Jeff. Yeah, he's more dangerous right now than what he was when the invasion started. Definitely, definitely, yeah. and it's going to impact uh, the Ukraine uh, grain 
going out. When that ends yeah. what in Dece in November, he's going to rewrite the rules on oh, that yeah. one. So yeah, there's no that'll be in the wheat it. market. I'm telling you, that that'll yep. be a grain grain market factor. Yep. Um, oh, and Friday this week, we got big yeah. economic reports with the Fed's uh, preferred inflation gauge coming out, the PCE. And then, of course, at USDA, we have the small grain summary and the grain stocks report. And the grain stocks report can usually be a wild card, right? Right. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Even though we just got an update on what USDA uh, World Egg Outlook Board thinks the carryover is going to be just a couple of weeks ago. Yes. Um Now's now's what when we zero in on what the 2021-22 ending stocks will be for corn and soybeans. And don't forget on Thursday we also get the quarterly hogs and pigs report. Yes, I forgot that. Absolutely. Yep. And you yeah, know, and before we go, Chip, I do want to point out a really interesting report in the Wall Street Journal. Basically, their headline was Are we running out of land in in spacious US? And what they meant was easily usable land to build new homes and that's apparently due to regulation some some other factors that uh, builders are finding it increasingly hard and and more than a few are looking at farmland to mm -hmm. turn that over to uh, housing markets so that's one i i would behoove you to uh, read that it's it's a it's a well-researched report yeah. okay very good and the sixth annual five-day National Clean Energy Week kicks off in Washington, D.C. Should be a good week for ethanol. It, it should be. A, a potpourri of speakers are at it. So we're going to have a lot of energy and food news this week. And that, that speaks of agriculture right there. All right. All right. We talked about it last week. You want to see Judge get the record, don't you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I watch, I watch all the Yankees. Now I know the Yankees players, you know, <laughs> so I watch them every game. And I was watching Friday night because I have Apple TV plus and he didn't hit it, but Pujols hit two yep. that night. Six so ninety nine and 700. Yeah. I was just so happy for him. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That was guy. cool to see. That was too. really cool to see. And, you know, when I watch the Yankees, I can actually watch one of my favorite Cubs, uh, Rizzo. Absolutely. Play, so. And he's done pretty good for him. Yeah. He's got, what, 30 homers, I guess. Well, yeah, he's one of the reasons that they're in the position that they're in. And, I agree. And, uh, Solid player, consistent. Yep. It's a lot of fun. All right. Uh, today on AgriTalk, this morning we got Machine Repeat lined up, ready to go. This afternoon we've got Mark Hobrock. From the Andersons. That's this afternoon at 2.06 Central Time. Jim, have a great week. You all have a great week. Keep watching for those signals. Mm -hmm.